0: Hello and welcome to the Randomly Generated History Club, where three non-historians, that's us, pick a year at random and try to learn things about it. And I'm Ant, and I'm here with my two friends, Anna and Will.
2: Non-historian.
0: Non-historian too. (laughs) (laughs) And this week, we're talking about the year
2: 244-ish. (laughs) spoiler alert very ish (laughs)
0: well as is custom uh i'd like each of us to give our three word preview anna what is your three words
2: die orcas die
0: (laughs) nice nice. orcas orcas as in the whales. yeah as in the
2: whales yeah yeah quite right yeah Mm
0: phil phil no sorry that's my legitimately
1: just called me phil
2: No, because,
0: okay, I just gave away my three words. (laughs) Because I was was looking at them right here.
1: (laughs) So I just, go on then, you do yours then.
2: No, Phil, I'd like to hear yours.
1: Fine, until genocide.
2: (laughs) Okay. Wow.
1: (laughs) Well, mine is Phil the Emperor.
2: Okay, there we go. (laughs) We're all quite, um, well, I guess Phil and I are a little violent today. (laughs) I'm going to do that the whole episode.
0: Okay, so today the year is 2.44 And I am once again in Rome for I think the third time in a row
2: <laughs> Obsessed
0: There are no Medici's here oh. uh, they're But the twinkle in the eye of, of a young Roman at the stage Yeah, uh, But a lot is happening in Rome at this time As it tends to always be happening in Rome uh, It's a large and sprawling emperor, empire With emperors lasting not very long People coming in and out uh, and there's this instable peace with the Goths in the north beyond the Danube, uh, with tributes being paid to keep them at bay. And there's a war in the east with the Sassanians uh, and King Shapur, the first oh. we've covered before. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah, he's back. Well, he didn't go anywhere. No,
1: he's still here. <laughs> he's,
2: he comes back later.
1: He's back into the things we're thinking about.
2: He's it's back into our hearts and minds. <laughs>
1: and on the throne
0: in Rome is a child emperor, called Gordian III, who came to power at the ripe old age of 13. Oh, Oh, wow. Gordy. So, as I said, Rome was at war with the Sassanians. um, And uh, we covered them previously, I believe. um, But it was in March of 244 that a counterattack from the Sassanians against the Romans uh, caused the Romans to be defeated. And at that battle, Gordian, Gordian was killed. Oh. So the Emperor, was he still
2: a child at the time? He was about 16, I think, at the time. Okay. Uh, you know, still he's, sad. He's,
0: he's, he's pretty pretty young. Yeah. Um, it's unclear, though, if he was killed by his own army or in the battle itself. Yeah. <laughs> um, there also could have been a plot to have him killed uh. by the hero of this tale,
2: Philip. Okay.
0: So, who was this rising star? Philip, otherwise known as Marcus Julius Philippus, a.k.a. Philip the Arab in historical terms. Philip the Arab. Yes. So a bit about him. He was born in Syria, not far from Damascus, and likely to a fairly wealthy family. And his brother, uh, uh, Gaius Julius Priscus, was a senior officer in the Praetorian Guard and was a high-flying official in the Gordian Thirds Empire. Okay. So there's some scholars that believe that uh, Philip was a Christian uh, due to his subsequent treatment of Christians. And then, oh. uh, you know, Constantine is widely regarded as the first Christian emperor. But th- some say that this he could be Christian. He most likely was just a, a, a religion of the day, but uh, he's kind of a nice dude towards Christians and his treatment towards them. There's a whole thread on that. Um, but his brother, who was this Praetorian guard, uh, gave him his first big political break when the Praetorian prefect, Tim- Timotheus, died in under very unclear circumstances. Mm. Ah.
2: It's a lot of unclear, mm. un, uh, suspicious deaths.
0: I think, well, say. you know, some scholars think that this is all orchestrated to rise to power. Some yeah. say history is hard to understand and yeah. nobody knows what's going on and some it's s- unclear because there's no history there.
2: Some say people die <laughs> from yeah. time to time.
0: But uh, Gaia suggested to the child emperor that uh, Philip would be a perfect for the job of the uh, Praetorian Prefect. And so he ascended and took the purple, as it were, Ooh. which was the purple robes that they would wear if you're in a station of power. Okay. Because purple was a very royal, regal colour. Yeah. Uh, and the dye was made from an animal. What animal do you think the purple dye was made from? Platypus. hmm Platypus. Well? Beaver. 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 Pla- <laughs> it was actually a combination of the two. You got it both right. Platypus. Platypus. No, you're wrong. It's sea snails. No, oh, it's, it's not. not. It is crushed sea snails. And wow. you get a royal regal purple or dark red sometimes from it.
1: Um, it depends on the snail. No, that's impossible because no true. one who's ever fought the sea snails has lived to tell the tale.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, they strange.
2: always send one person back to to oh, say, of tell of tell the of glories of you saw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: You're the messenger. Yeah. Well, Philip and Gaius were um, effectively shadow rulers over... Gordian uh, uh, and this is why it's thought they might have plotted to have him killed because okay. they saw this as their chance to rise to power because they were effectively controlling controlling yeah. the, the empor- em- empire. Uh, regardless if they did it or not the death of Gordian did suit Philip who declared himself co-emperor with his brother and his first act was then to make peace with the Sassanians. So rather than continue this crazy war with them he withdrew the army from a very you know a potentially disastrous campaign uh, but he had to give up Armenia to the Persians. Mm. And he had to pay a massive 500,000 denarii indemnity. To wow. Them. So as a sort of a, you know, uh, saws for the war type, type deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Saws for the war.
0: <laughs> Should have got Here's some money
2: and also Armenia.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I've
2: yeah. made that deal several times. <laughs> yeah, so passing back Armenia yeah. all the
0: time. He uh, He has to go back to Rome to be installed as emperor. Uh, Sorry, installed, installed as emperor. Right, yeah yeah, 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 installed. Like, what, what would you say? Uh, Cr- crowned no, emperor. Was,
2: I like installed. I mean, yeah, we've yeah. talked about this before about I installing really monks. In, <laughs> yes, in, in the, the West Westminster Cincinnati. Abbey. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. God, you could but you could install anything. You these can install anything. You? They had to rip yeah. out the old drawers and yeah.
0: install them in there. They had to build uh, a
2: <laughs> uh, a grown up chair because yeah. you know from uh, Gordian.
0: He was a competent ruler for the most part, ish. Sort of.
2: Wow, that was so many. Yeah, so
1: many. Well, like,
0: he, he befriended the Senate and put together a lot of work packages and stuff and okay. he started making his mark.
1: He ruled with m- median mm. competence.
2: I mean, like, <laughs>
0: uh, he's got the outside of competence, but one crippling, crippling downside is that he doesn't really understand money um, because he embarks on this massive building program on his hometown, renamed it Philipopolyps. He did not. He did. Four Ps in that word.
2: Philipopolyps.
0: <laughs> Philipopolyps.
2: F- Philip. Okay.
0: Yep. Great. Tough one to say. Rolls off the tongue. Um, and he builds lots of statues to himself and his family. Well, he, deef- he deifies his father. He, oh, yeah. Normally he's reserved for emperors, but he said, or why not? you
2: know, dads
0: or dads. Uh, and he also uh, rang in one thousand years of the Roman Empire. From the founding of Romulus back in the day. Wow. With celebrations in uh, during the feast of the Ludi Secularis, which is like a three-day sort of pagan ritual with several of the Roman yeah. cults there in presence. And he you know, was able to do this massive party.
2: Ludi secular- Secularis. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Lewd and secular. Not yeah. unlike f- Will. So- <laughs> <laughs> lude and secular. Um, yeah,
0: no he arguments. also had to pay a very hefty Donativium. Do you Uh, know what a Donativium is? I
2: think she is the chief of Versace. Donativium (laughs) Versace. She
0: is. You love Versace. (laughs) Uh, No, what this was is the sort of standard, hmm, bribe. Uh, Uh, I I mean, it wasn't a bribe. Donativium is just like... Just like a donation, right? Yeah, it's just, it's like just donation. But it was a donation to the army for them to approve your rule? Oh, okay. Oh, so like, who is he
2: bribing? He's already bribed the the Persians. It was
0: just standard. You come to rule, you pay the army this donativium. Okay, and,
2: and the the thing in Latin it makes
1: you. it sound official, doesn't it? Yeah, it's just like it's literally a bribe. Yeah. It was yeah. definitely a bribe,
2: or like a paycheck. Yeah, <laughs> <Yes>.
1: yeah. <laughs> no, but they already get a paycheck. But like
2: oh, okay, on this the turn of the
0: extra money. Nice, uh, and to, to secure his 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 title. Um, Unfortunately, the money really wasn't adding up on the right side of the ledger. Mm, the Phil. cost of the payments, of the Sassanians, the bribes, the building of a stupid city. <laughs> uh, and he had then ruthlessly increased tax and cut back on subsidies to the tribes north of the Danube. So uh, this left him with a very shaky northern border, insecure mm. finances and rich people didn't quite like him in the own city. So he was not building allies on his flanks yeah. or in the centre. Uh, he eventually then had to lead a campaign in the north against against invaders crossing the Danube, which he which he 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 won. So he actually won handily with his army, and he took the title of uh, Carpi- Carpicus Maximus. Oh yeah, biggest
2: nice. complainer, Biggest
0: carp, big Mass- big fish,
2: <laughs> big fish. <laughs>
0: he was big fish in the north. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, as he was out there campaigning with this war. Uh, the Sassians were stirring up again because the Armenians wouldn't recognise King Shapur, okay. so Armenia, oh. which was fairly traded,
2: but he <laughs> yeah. d- he, g- <laughs> yeah. he gave I mean, he gave away. Yeah. He gave he gave him away. A whole country, just <laughs> deal with
0: it. So now, at this stage, there were so many people now at the border. A bit of confusion on who was in power, who wasn't in power. Various peoples raiding and usurpers from within that Philip actually offered to resign to the Senate.
2: Oh, we, wow. Wow, that's quite mature. Yeah,
0: really mature. Usually
2: you just wait to get stabbed.
0: Well, the Senate didn't let him because they probably wanted him to hang around long enough <laughs> until he got stabbed. <laughs> oh. Um, but they backed him really you know, vociferously. Yeah, they really backed wow. him. Why? And so well, on he,
2: what grounds?
0: <laughs> I don't know. No idea. But they did. Uh, just they really liked him. Okay. Okay. Um, And so, you know, this renewed sense of confidence, uh, he decided to dispatch Decius, a general of his, to quell the North revolts and sent him up there. And it worked. So Decius went up there, remounted the armies out there, settled the whole region, Hmm. quelled the barbarians, the Goths, whatever it is, coming over the, the borders. Uh, uh, but uh, Decius then proclaimed himself emperor
2: <laughs>
0: So he sort of got a taste for power and the good life yeah. Up in the Danube And said I want to get this for me back home yeah. And he he then uh, he, he let it get to his head and You so- dip
2: your toe in the Danube And then all you can <laughs> yeah. think about is sea snails
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he marched back on Rome uh, So now the money problems were getting worse. Uh, there was rioting in Egypt prior to this, uh, meant the wheat supply was denuded and this completely cut the legs from underneath Philip. So he had no resupply, finances were poor, warring fractions in the borders and a new serper coming for him.
2: And it's an untenable position. It's
0: not really good. And um, so Hadesius tries to, 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 to parlay but Philip was having none of it. Met him in battle, but was handily defeated. So Decius took control and in, he died in September of 2049, uh, most likely by his own men. Uh, and his Philip did. Philip was oh. killed by his own men, most likely. And it's- also probably true that his young son at the time was killed. His, his, his father and his brother, however, had disappeared without a trace, just slipped into the ether.
2: Well, his father's a yeah. god, so he probably just went on up to heaven.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, and that, that ended the reign Sorry, of Philip. That's logical. that's um, Yeah,
2: that's history.
0: And that is Philip the Arab. That ended his reign. Okay. Uh, after coming to power, it didn't last too long. Uh, Decius didn't last much longer, by the way. Just spoiler alert. He only lasted two years and then was
1: killed by Goths. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Well, wow, that's... Philip. What a massive cop. Philip, big fish, fish.
2: small pond (laughs) Briefly Briefly All right, well, I am talking about not Rome I've decided to (laughs) Is
0: there anyone
1: else? Yeah
2: (laughs) I've decided to look east, even past the Persians And I'm in Vietnam. Oh, nice. Talking about the very interesting, though very little known, lady warrior named Lady True. Uh, And right off the bat, I want to say, yes, that is the name of a character in Watchmen. I haven't seen the show, so I don't know if she's at all connected, but I think she probably is, Mm. um, given what that show is about. So this is an historical person. And I did um, have to, uh, let's say... Bend the rules a bit.
0: Okay. She this is where the ish comes
1: in.
2: She was alive in 244.
1: Okay, great. Okay. Good enough for me. That's
2: good enough. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Real good. This, the good stuff she did was not in 244. But That's fine. It's
0: I think, fine. I think we can, these years you don't yeah. like have some leeway, like, you know, a thousand years left or right, who cares? Yeah, uh, yeah, you, you know, know, whatever.
2: Also, this <laughs> is. Even
1: like- by that rule, you didn't <laughs> ad- adhere to that. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: 1,053 years out yeah. a few episodes ago.
2: Yeah, so who who's, who's going to begrudge me if you. Dozen months at this point. (laughs) Uh, So our story today takes place in the first uh, pronunciation that I'm going to get horribly wrong. Don't worry, there are many more after Mm -hmm. this. takes place in Jiaozhou, which at this time is an imperial Chinese province under the Han Empire, but is part of modern day Vietnam, the northern part of Vietnam. And the ruler of Jiaozhou is a man named Xu Zhe. And uh, the Han Empire is crumbling, but since Jiazhou is fairly remote, it doesn't really get caught up in the chaos. And Shizhu is able to rule effectively as an autonomous warlord over the province, even though he's technically still a subject of the Han. But because of this relative autonomy, this is also the beginning of a divergent Vietnamese identity. And some historians have called Xi Zhe the first Vietnamese. Hmm. Unfortunately for this nascent movement, the Han Empire fully crumbles in 220 and is succeeded by something called the Three Kingdoms period. And one of the kingdoms is Wu, or Eastern Wu. And Eastern Wu is ruled by a man named Sun Quan, who is not as tolerant of the semi-autonomy in Vietnam, and he sets his sights on Xi
0: he wanted to give them full autonomy. He, yeah, he that, was like, you know what,
2: <laughs> you guys are doing great work over there. You're free, <laughs> um, or the opposite of yeah, that. Probably, probably the opposite. Probably the opposite. Yeah, in two twenty six, it starts to really go south for Zhuge, in that he dies. Um, <laughs> Uh, Just of old It's as south as you get. It's as south as you get, yeah. Six feet under south. Um, He dies not in battle or anything. He's just quite old. I think he was 89 maybe. But because of this power vacuum, Sun Quan comes to the territory and kills Shizhu's son and brings the whole province under the rule of the Eastern Wu. But 226 is also the year in which today's heroine is born. Her actual given name is unknown, but she's called True T. Trin, or usually just Lady True. Her parents died when she was young, and she was raised by her, her brother and his cruel wife, and as I've mentioned in 244, Lady True is alive and well and doing things. <laughs> Tick. <laughs> is, that,
0: is that it? Is that the only thing that she's done in 244? Is just be alive?
2: Well, okay. There's first of all not a whole lot written about her, so I don't know like what she was doing as a what would she have been then, like 16 year old, 18 year old. She's probably she's learning to vote and smoking yeah, yeah. her first cigarette. Yeah, let's yeah, say that. Yeah. Uh, um, in 246, she kills her cruel sister-in-law. And flees to the mountains, possibly accompanied by her brother. And at this point, the Eastern Wu have said Hang on,
1: let's just break that da- yep, that down sure. as a dynamic. Uh-huh. So
2: Yeah, I was I was wondering.
1: So she's killed yeah. this guy's wife. His
2: cruel wife. Fine. Yeah. But
1: his wife. Yes. Who had helped raise her. Uh yeah. And we're sort of fifty fifty on whether he then went with her. Yeah. Hmm.
2: It's possible that um,
1: is that was like a thing. M-
2: maybe he didn't like his wife. Yeah. Maybe they pl- conspired to kill her, or maybe she just went. Nuts And then he's maybe, like Maybe it oh, just well. didn't happen
0: <laughs> Maybe it didn't happen Honestly uh, Maybe yeah, none of, of this happened yeah. Maybe could, I'm yeah. making
2: all of it up yeah. <laughs> But uh, at this point The Eastern Wu have sent generals To the province to Quote Exterminate and pacify The barbarous tribes Yeah Peaceful Which, envoy Yeah just, uh, <laughs> just a little diplomacy uh, Lady True Decides to do something about it In the mountains She gathers a Wow band of a thousand followers and when her brother tries to persuade her not to rebel she responds i'd like to ride storms kill orcas in the open sea drive out the aggressors reconquer the country undo the ties of serfdom and never bend my back to be the concubine of whatever man why should i imitate others bow my head stoop over and be a slave why resign myself to menial housework it's pretty good I don't really know why she brings orcas into it. <laughs> like she's quite far from the ocean. Yeah. But she and, wants to
0: slay them yeah. or ride them. Which slay was them. Slay she them. wants to
2: kill them. And they're quite majestic beasts, I yeah, would vicious, say. Though. But yeah. that's,
0: that's a pretty good quote. I mean, it's it, a pretty good quote. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: And in fact, it's so good that uh, it inspires her brother to join her fight. And he stops carping about uh, how, <laughs> how she shouldn't do this. And maybe she shouldn't have murdered his wife and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> Um, It all gets a little complicated because she's not mentioned in contemporaneous Chinese sources, but is described in later Vietnamese sources. But basically, in 248, she assembled the people along with her band of mountain rebels and attacks the Chinese in several places. She robs the Chinese. She fights them. She just generally causes havoc. And she's apparently made the leader of the rebellion because of her bravery. And these mm. later Vietnamese sources include some really great descriptions of her, um, several of which I will read right now. <laughs> Number one, when she went to battle, she wore gilded, coarse tunics and toothed footwear. Sorry, toothed? Toothed. Toothed? Toothed.
0: Uh, hmm. toothed. <laughs> like, is it like at the bottom of Oh, now I understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess
2: like cleats or...
0: Oh, is it like it had like...
2: Like teeth. Yeah, yeah like oh, gri- right. grips. Okay, okay, Maybe That's what I assumed. Okay. Maybe it just means... Like crampons. Her, her shoes had a smile. So, oh, yeah, so, a shoe so shoes crampons. with a decent grip on them. Shoes with yeah. a decent grip, right. which is great for battle, I great think. Great for battle, You don't want to yeah. slip.
1: Was well, that not common? Well... People slipped the whole time, I guess.
2: Yeah. She's and the why first-
1: such coarse tunics? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, well, they're coarse and yet also gilded, which mm. I think is an interesting way of saying you're with the people, but also the leader of the people. Yeah,
0: true. Oh, I You've see. You've got a golden potato sack yeah. tied around your waist.
2: <laughs> golden potato sack is exactly the direct <laughs> translation, I think. Uh, these descriptions, by the way, get go from progressively more boring to more interesting. So okay. number two, she had a voice like a temple bell and a beauty that could shake any man's soul.
1: Bong. So, you, yeah, you just talk to her, she'd be like... <laughs> Bong. (laughs) So beautiful.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe her beauty was shaking the man's soul because she was vibrating them with her temple bell voice. Uh, Number three, she could eat many rice pecks and walk 500 leagues per day.
1: That's a lot of leagues and a lot of rice. It's a
2: lot of leagues. It's a lot of rice.
1: How much? uh, What's the distance in a single league?
2: Uh, 500 leagues is...
1: About 300
2: miles? It is... No, in a day! (laughs) Yeah, five hundred nautical leagues are twenty-seven seventy-eight kilometers. Okay,
0: that kind of makes sense. Wait, twenty-seven,
2: almost three thousand kilometers. Sorry, three thousand kilometers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just said that number really weirdly. Two thousand seven hundred seventy-eight kilometers is five hundred. That's
1: a lot. I mean, that's that's not a thing that's true. I mean, no wonder she ate so much rice. She had to fuel up. (laughs) She She really had to to carb load. load. How much (laughs) is in a peck of rice?
2: (laughs) <laughs> One peck of rice. It's like
1: four four gigatons. Equals, or
2: something. <laughs> equals okay. It equals eight thousand eight hundred and nine milliliters, which I think is the. So equ-
0: that's like probably like nine kilos of rice. Yeah. Uh, how many? How many? It was eight, was it?
2: Yeah. Uh, f- uh, it was. How many pecks? How many pecks? Many. She pecs. can eat many. Many.
1: And, many. Yeah. What? So more than so. So basically, we're saying at least eighteen kilos of rice, <laughs>
2: yeah. and she can
1: travel three thousand kilometers <laughs> a day. Yeah. Well, Ad- admirable.
2: Now. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, she could walk 500 leagues Is per this day. the
1: same source that's giving you all the rest of the information in this <laughs> I mean, like, bit?
0: Uh, could she walk 500 more just to be the <laughs> woman, to that, be the woman <laughs> that ate rice packs at your door?
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Careful, copyright. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was just me screaming. Uh, number four, she rode a war elephant into battle. No,
1: well... Well now I don't know what to believe. Yeah. I mean maybe she walk.
2: <laughs> now actually I should have done number 5 next because this could possibly explain how she can walk 500 leagues per day. She was 9 feet tall.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, but like so that means she's on the elephant and yeah. her legs were just dragging along the floor. <laughs> yeah.
2: And that's not the only thing that's dragging because in multiple sources it, they were she was described as having 3 foot long breasts that she would tie behind her back when she charged into battle.
0: I have never heard breasts
1: <laughs> described in units of length before. They were a yard of long. everything of everything we've covered. <laughs> this is the most dubious <laughs> history.
0: She would tie them behind yeah. like to
1: each other like yeah. in a bow. Yeah. I'm not I mean, I'm not an expert <laughs> on these sorts of things, but that doesn't sound Listen,
2: listen, I can't believe that you're shocked that a description of a fairly inconsequential woman in the year two forty four isn't flattering. (laughs) Yeah. Well, fully sourced and documented. But these are the facts (laughs) as reported to me. Well, fair enough. so
1: fascinating to hear about Vietnam <laughs> <doesn't> it? <laughs> uh it
2: it if you can believe it it gets even hazier after this but <laughs> <laughs> impossible impossible <laughs> <laughs> essentially after several months of warfare her rebellion is defeated in fact quite easily um and she runs away and commits suicide um Historians think that because the Chinese didn't even write about her in their histories, it shows that her rebellion was simply a, quote, kind of stubborn barbarism that was wiped out as a matter of course. Um, But the fact remains that she's become a folk hero in Vietnam, which I think shows that her story appeals to these kind of populist interests and her legend was handed down over generations as the concept of Vietnam or a Vietnamese identity grows. And she's still celebrated in Vietnam today with statues. She has streets named after her. She has really (laughs) heavy duty sports bras, (laughs) all that good stuff.
1: Okay, so she's like as legit as... Sir Lancelot and King Arthur.
2: I think she's more legit than that. Like, I think, I don't...
1: You think she's a real historical I think figure? There's,
2: I think she's a real historical figure.
0: I, obviously with lots of, like, embellishments yes, and stuff. Yeah, okay, exactly.
2: Okay. I'm, not, I'm not sure that... I think pretty much everyone agrees that she did exist. It's just, of course of those descriptions whether she was was like
1: nine foot or eight foot five yeah right right. she probably rounded up a clean nine on her dating profile yeah yeah exactly (laughs) swipe right
2: Uh, yeah so that's the story of Lady True about whom everything I've said is true oh that was not an intentional pun that's great
1: thanks we should get an AI to design us an image of what she would look like (laughs) and then we should place in a dating yeah. profile all the facts we think we know about that and see how successful sketches. that dating profile yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: that sounds really, like a really good thing to do. <laughs> and we can then talk about it and they release those as bonus episodes on the Patreon. I
0: mean, I stopped listening when you said the only thing that happened in 244 was that she was 16 and yeah. everything else is just in a different year, so it didn't matter. Yeah, but exactly.
2: Maybe
1: that should just be a podcast of its own. Yeah, <laughs> spin-off, that first spin-off.
2: Okay, great. <laughs>
1: Okay, so this week I'm going to talk about the Roman Emperor Diocletian. I'm sorry, Rome. I'm doing. I'm adding Amazing. to the Amazing! Wow. I love it. Uh, how
2: this- t- how long were his breasts?
1: <laughs> well, come on to that. <laughs> Diocletian was born in 244.
2: Tick, yay!
1: Probably. And (laughs) (laughs) maybe there's actually a bracketing thing going on there. But yeah, Yeah. well, for the purposes of this. Close enough. And he ruled from 284 until his abdication in 305. Okay, very unusual. He was born Gaius Valerius Diocles to a low status family in the Roman province of Dalmatia, which now encompasses where?
2: Czech Republic? Czechia? Nope. Croatia. Yes. yes. There Croatia. it is. Croatia. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Croatia and actually quite significant parts of Dalmatian the surrounding coast. bits. Yeah, but it's uh, yeah. much more, much larger than that in, in antiquity. And Di- Diocles rose through the ranks of the military in his early career, eventually becoming a cavalry commander in the army of Emperor Charus. Mm-hmm. And after the deaths of Carus and his son, Numerian, on a campaign in Persia, mm-hmm. Diocles was then proclaimed emperor by the troops. Oh, which was seemingly awesome. really happening quite a lot oh, at that time. period. yeah really was Man, just, the just, troops they just did what they wanted they right, were didn't incredibly
2: they? powerful just
1: be popular with the troops yeah promised them riches and so the title the the title was also claimed by Carus's surviving son Carinus but Diocletian then defeated him quite quickly in battle at the Battle of Margus so that was all done and uh, he then had his reign which stabilised the empire and ended the crisis of the third century which we were just talking about amazing and he was later uh, he later appointed a fellow officer Maximian as Augustus which means which at the time meant the Augustus was the the co-emperor huh in 286 so they split things up between them with uh, Diocletian took over the Eastern Empire mm-hmm. which centred on the place that wasn't yet called Constantinople and Maximian reigning in the Western Empire centred on Rome and then he further delegated again in 293 so he appointed two other people as co-emperors mm-hmm. junior to the other two so god
2: that's a that's a real hierarchy
1: yeah so not so not, not, not a hierarchy in fact so much as a tetrarchy, uh-huh. and this yes. tetrarchy, the period known as the tetrarchy, the rule of four, uh, then it was established in which each emperor ruled over a quarter division of the empire. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then Diocletian, throughout his reign, spent a lot of time trying to secure the empire's borders. So he made a huge effort to fight off anyone who was threatening his power, including a successful campaign against the Sassanids, yay, who are the common like enemy, constant enemy yep. during this period. And he sacked their capital in 299 uh, and then led a bunch of negotiations, which basically imposed peace for Mm -hmm. quite a while. So, like, he nailed this whole Sassanid problem.
2: Was he um, focused on expanding the borders of just his quarter or was he looking out for the whole borders?
1: No,
0: I think he was the Uber Emperor. The Uber, okay, yeah. 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 I think this is kind of the start as well of this separation of
1: Eastern and Western Roman empires, right? Yeah, it started very
0: swiftly after this. Yeah, yeah, okay. Exactly.
1: And all was going fine, really. And history would probably smile on Diocletian. Except that...
2: Uh-oh. In
1: 303... L- can we guess? Killed an orca. <laughs> 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 That's guess. When your guess, Anna?
2: Sea Snail Massacre.
1: Sea Snail Massacre are the two guesses. No, incorrect. He began the bloodiest ever persecution of Christians.
2: Oh, no. Called the, the
1: Diocletianic Persecution.
2: Okay. I knew there was... Like, I've heard his name before... And I don't know much about Rome, so if I know someone's name, it's because they did something bad. So. Yeah,
1: <laughs> not for whimsy reasons. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean the main reason people know about him now, I think, in the West, is because the Christians then wrote about him a lot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So in 303, those yeah. four emperors issued a series of edicts rescinding Christians' legal rights and demanding that they comply with traditional religious practices. And later on, some edicts targeted the clergy and demanded universal sacrifice, uh, ordering all inhabitants to sacrifice to the gods.
2: Oh, including that other emperor's dad?
1: Uh, I
0: guess so. I guess Wait, he's in the Pantheon now. Yeah, they would have to sacrifice themselves or like offer sacrifice,
1: offer sacrifice. Of okay, okay, okay. yeah. Yeah, because it was. I think. I think the offering of sacrifice had been, you know, a staple of okay, yeah. Roman religious worship for right, a thousand okay. more years. Yeah. and 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 the Christ. One of the reasons they were annoyed with the Christians is they rejected these like very traditional things, yeah. and a to- just had a totally different view of everything. And the persecution it varied in intensity quite a bit. So it was actually at its weakest in Gaul and in Britain, mm-hmm. uh, where which was a very liberal. Place at the time, and the uh, it was at its strongest in the eastern provinces where he had more power. Diocletian had more power, and the Christians had been subject to intermittent local discrimination, like throughout the whole empire. But uh, emperors prior to Diocletian were reluctant to issue general laws, yeah, just ex- uh, encouraging people to persecute them outright. Uh, so in the first fifteen years of his rule, he had purged the whole army of Christians and had surrounded himself with public opponents of Christianity and he had a preference for activist government and wanted to foster an image as a guy who's going to restore Rome to its former greatness Mm -hmm. and all this foreboded like the biggest persecution in Roman history and for the Romans like that's 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 really saying something that's a lot yeah Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) like they're pretty persecutey uh, so, by in the em- in, in the winter of 302, so right towards the end of his his uh, reign, um, he'd, he'd begun this general persecution of the Christians, um, and he was at first he was wary of what to do. So he went to mm-hmm. the oracle to Uh-oh. ask for some yep. guidance. Yep. Yep. And the oracle then very conveniently endorsed the whole thing. Kill Christians, yeah, 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 and was yeah. like totally up for the for, up for it. So yeah. it began the following year. Wow, and uh, some historians consider that in the centuries that followed the persecutory Mm -hmm. era, that the Christians created this cult of martyrs that Mm. exaggerated the barbarity of the whole thing. Uh, Yeah, okay, yeah, but Uh that's that is contested. So, so there are other historians who say that. Yeah, the points the fact it was yeah. like yeah. genuine said everything that happened
2: happened. Yeah, yeah. But,
1: but is there's some contestation around like huh. how much it was? I, I mean, um, like if you do read
0: about any of the saints and stuff from this time, the martyrs, it's absolutely insane what the writings are saying. Has yeah, happened to them. How like, they're it's killed completely and barbaric. stuff. Yeah. yeah, And like you know, even if it's like 10 percent true, it's still like
2: yeah. a bit OTT. Yeah,
1: and I think it all plays a good way of putting it. <laughs> and It all played to this. You know, uh, well, I mean, there was a lot of obsession with the way in which you're dying in early Christianity, yes. you're right? Because yeah. of, for obvious reasons, because yeah, that's like the main thing. So. Yeah, it obviously, all played up to that. Uh, but yeah, there's there's significant evidence to say it was genuinely as bad as as, yeah, the, yeah. as they were saying. Really? Um, so despite these um, like snags, uh, <laughs> oh di- Diocletian's societal reforms more broadly yeah, yeah. like fundamentally changed the structure of Roman society and government, and they helped to stabilise the empire in what had in his like in his youth had been like a really
2: turbulent
1: yeah extremely turbulent period in which the empire was like going to completely collapse probably in in the next few decades and he managed to stabilize all that despite being clearly a genocidal monster (laughs) in the other half of his life and uh, later on interestingly he got pretty ill so he left office in 305 and uh, thus becoming the first roman empire and the first roman emperor to abdicate the position voluntarily wow and he lived out his retirement in a palace on the Dalmatian coast, tending to his vegetable gardens. Oh, oh sounds wow. Sounds very lovely. And his palace eventually became the core of modern-day split in okay. Croatia. Oh, really? Mm,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. that's very cool.
1: So there you are. Uh, he knew when to call it quits, not like your dude. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just like Most abdications up to then have been very stabby.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sort of involuntary, yeah, involuntary abdication. Involuntary abdication, yeah. Well, sometimes when the, when the vegetables call, you have to answer.
1: <laughs> there you go. Emperor Diocletian. Fine, until the genocide.
0: Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, That's everything you'd ever, ever need to know about the year 244. Ish. Ish.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And that means it's time for us to choose the next one. So Will, can you please boot up the random number generator?
1: I absolutely can, and I'm just... Do you have enough dilithium crystals for it this week? Pouring in yeah. the dilithium crystals. There was
2: an Amazon delivery earlier. I think that may have been a, some some more crystals.
1: Oh, dear. In retrospect, I now feel bad having to use three tons of carp and orca <laughs> in this place to fuel the machine. That's what that smell is. And uh, the next year is... 1732! 1732!
2: God, there's going to be so much factual history there in that one. Will be <laughs> yeah,
1: French people will be able to check our facts. People will be about able to check <laughs> our
2: facts. Probably, no one will be nine feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but that's exciting, though. Seventeen thirty-two. Yeah, we've done. Yeah. Well, hang,
1: we did seventeen ninety-five.
2: We did seventeen ninety-five. We done another seventeen hundred. No, that's it? well, in the last episode, yeah, okay, seventeen eighty-nine. Yeah.
0: So this is our first, our second seventeen. 17- 100s, yeah. 18th
2: century. That's one. right. Great. Cool. That's great. Okay, cool. Looking forward to it. See you next week. Toodles. Bye.